This is Women's Leadership Success, episode number 97. Would you like to have the inside edge and advice from top business leaders who can radically expand your leadership skills and network? Do you want to find out how being on a board could teach you valuable lessons about management and governing? Do you know that being on a board could be very important to your leadership development? Here's the good news for women. The lack of women in boards has become an extremely hot issue. Progress is starting to happen now. There has never been a better time to groom yourself for a lucrative and influential board position if you know the strategies and moves to make. Join me today with an internationally recognized authority on corporate boards who will help guide you to earn a prestigious board position. Welcome to Women's Leadership Podcast, showing you how to influence people, improve your performance, and advance your career. Brought to you by women's leadership and career expert Sabrina Brom and womensleadershipsuccess.com. Here's your chance to meet women trendsetters leading the way to success, accomplishment, and balance in business and life. No matter if you're a manager, CEO, or entrepreneur, join Sabrina for coaching and no-nonsense advice to improve your career and bottom line. This is womensleadershipsuccess.com radio, and today we are very excited to have with us Ralph Ward, who is an internationally recognized speaker, writer, and advisor on the role of boards of directors and how benchmark boards excel setting personal boardroom goals, and the future of governance worldwide. Um, Mr. Ward has recently published a new book called The Board Seeker's Guidebook. Uh, Welcome, Ralph. Welcome, and look forward to speaking with you, Sabrina. Thank you, and you you have even more um, credibility as an expert on boards. Can you give us a little more of that information? Yeah, I've been uh, editing the uh, Corporate Board Magazine, uh, International uh, Governance Magazine, almost 30 years now, since 1989. I started my own newsletter, uh, sort of as a side thing, along with the Corporate Board, called Boardroom Insider in 1997. It's a monthly uh, newsletter on board how-tos and uh, why-fours and running boards more effectively. And I've also been doing quite a bit of writing and speaking in the U.S. and overseas on uh, board issues. Well, that's that's wonderful. And I um, really enjoyed your book, and I've interviewed other people on getting on boards, and I found a lot of information in your book that I hadn't seen other places. So I was really excited to talk to you today. Um, and I want to start out with just a really basic question, and, and that is, Why would a woman want to be on a board? It's a very uh, valuable career tool, and it can be a very useful lateral uh, for a woman who's rising in a corporate environment, has an entrepreneurial or a venture capital background. Um, There are some definite obstacles to getting into the boardroom the same way there are in a lot of other uh, career aspects facing women but they also allow them to just uh, jump over some of the glass ceiling issues here. Uh, It's uh, somewhat more of a meritocracy. Uh, The skills that are sought for people on boards 
are more direct. Uh, if you know it, then you're welcome in the boardroom. If you don't, then you're not welcome. So that gives women with the skills uh, one up. And also um, the issue of gender in uh, boardrooms has become an extremely hot issue. You're probably aware just within the last few weeks, California signed into law the first uh, requirement in the U.S. to have a certain level of um, female representation on corporations headquartered in the state. I suspect that's going to start triggering some other reaction in New York and Delaware and other um, states that uh, have a lot of corporate chartering. So it's definitely on the edge of a trend. It it seemed like a really good thing that California did that. But if I remember correctly, they only have to have one woman on the board. Is that correct? Actually, it's two, but it depends somewhat on the total board size. Uh, There's a formula involved, and it's also being introduced gradually over the next uh, couple of years here. Uh But uh, the actual direct ramifications of it aren't going to be that big. Uh, It'll only be maybe a thousand corporations that are headquartered in California that don't currently have women on the boards. But I think the echo of it is going to be a lot larger. That's great. So what what makes a person boardable? What makes them somebody that a board would want? Career expertise is important. Uh, there are a few things that are looked for. Profit and loss background in a corporate career, being direct re- directly responsible for balance sheet items, uh, driving new company initiatives. Titles are still quite a big thing here. Having a C-suite level position, um, having gotten with that within a year or two is definitely a plus. Um, quite often people, when they get to that certain career plateau, C-level, uh, VP, executive VP, is when they start getting interest for being on a board. And it uh, sort of is self-validating. Um, it's hard to get to that position. Once you get to that position, though, it becomes makes you a lot more of uh, interest to board members. But also, there are a lot of other ways of getting into the board just outside of the uh, corporate chain, too. Um, can you give us some examples of other ways? Uh, one area would be uh, private equity and venture capital opportunities which is uh, somewhat underlooked for people who are trying to gain a first board seat, but they can be really valuable if you have the connections uh, in the um, PE or venture capital world. uh, They're always seeking talent that they can put in companies on the boards of companies they invest in. Uh, We've got a founder here with a new widget or they're developing a new molecule Uh, They don't know anything about running the company, but if I've got someone who has corporate experience who I have in my Rolodex who could um, step in, serve as a director with them for six months, year, 18 months, until they get to the next stage of funding, until the company's sold to someone else, uh, that person is very valuable. But again, it's a matter of making those connections in the PE venture capital world and being on their sort of mission impossible to call list. Um, Ralph, what what is the range of pay for being on a board? I I hate to be vague on that, but it's hugely variable. Um, There can be maybe 
25 grand a year, something like that at the very uh, youngest levels with, uh, say, a private company board. It can go up into the $100,000 a year range. Uh, more than that at uh, large public companies. But that's sort of uh, at the very top of the scale. Uh, the money tends to be for the people who are in the boardroom world um, less of a consideration than just the status and the ability to give back. And the money is sort of a nice perk and a nice addition. Uh, but usually it's not the biggest driver I've found. That's, that's really interesting. Um so the status and wanting to give back, that's, that's really nice to hear, actually. Um, you talk in your book about an outreach portfolio. Is that something like a resume for a board to get on a board? Yeah, and uh, I've done quite a bit of work for the last few years with exec, uh, I call them board wannabes. And uh, most of them are really savvy, bright people with some real skills they usually have professional career vitae's resumes that go on two, three, four pages, and it's all valuable information. Uh, specific boardability items tend to get lost in the shuffle. They tend to get buried under the career items. So I usually encourage them to sit down uh, with a full printed copy of their resume, sit down with a highlighter, go through it, and mark up everything that's even remotely related to board exposure, board experience, dealing with the board of directors, then pull that material out and make a uh, appendix to the resume of a half page or a full page. These are my specific board qualifications. You know, as you're saying that, what I heard you say is that you personally work with some people to help them um, develop this portfolio and it reminds me of being an executive coach. What I know about myself is I can, I can really help people leap ahead in terms of, of what they're doing just because I have so much experience at this. And so when I hear you saying that, I, I'm sure that working with you for a few hours on this could make, save somebody a huge amount of time in terms of figuring out exactly how to move forward and make this happen. Uh, it it can because, uh, as I say, there are mostly people here who um, I, I find it all the time. I want to get on a board of directors. I'd like to. That's the next step of my career. And even though they're very savvy corporate people, they really don't know a lot about how boards work, how board searches function, and uh, what it is that can make them boardable. And it's often a matter of sitting down and plucking that out of their background. And they, so many times they say, oh, I never thought of that. Or, well, yeah, I guess I realized I do have that in my background. But they hadn't really considered it and hadn't started putting it down on paper. So uh, a lot of it is, you're right, uh, getting in and digging into what skills they have. Um, well, I never served on a board of directors. Well, a lot of people haven't. What has your board exposure been at the company? Oh, well, I briefed the board. Um, they did a major corporate initiative, and I worked with our company's board on talking them through the process, and I was sort of an info resource for the directors, and I said, well, that's great. Write that down, because that shows you're familiar with how boards think, what they're looking for specifically. Right. But, but still getting board seat time one way or the other is valuable. Uh, they, they really are looking for someone 
who aside from exposure and knowing how boards work, has actually been at a board table. So getting that experience is crucial. So it, it, would it be valuable to, to do that with nonprofits or something where you're just doing it to get the exposure? Nonprofits are a very important stepping stone in this for most everybody, and uh, they can be very valuable. To try to make them strategically useful as part of it. Um, first thing I tell them, if it's a nonprofit, a charity, a foundation, something like that, get something that you're passionate about. Um, just doing it to get board experience usually isn't enough. If you can say, this is why I did this, here's a good reason for why I want to be on the board. Not only will it get you on the nonprofit board better, but when you're looking uh, for corporate opportunities, it helps them get a good picture of you and what you believe. Uh, national association boards, trying to get on, say, a regional or state board of a big noted national association is important there. Uh, try to aim for committees of the board. That's really important. Um, people don't want to hear you just say, I served on the board of the National Association of Doing Good Deeds or whatever. I was mm -hmm. on the committee that uh, was part of our major fundraising drive. We raised X amount, uh, fully funded our capital campaign for the next year. Tell a story in putting together your board background. Here was the challenge we faced. Here's what we did. Here's how I was involved with it. End result. This was uh, fully subscribed for the year. We launched a new division. We did something or else. Uh, success. Everything looked good. Try to tell a story in your board resume. That It makes so much sense. And I, right now I'm in the process of writing a whole or, or doing a whole course on leadership. And what the other thing that I'm hearing here is your your values, your mission, how you authentically show up in the world. You want to pick you want to pick a board that is in alignment with that. And I'm also thinking that just by doing that, even at a nonprofit, you're going to learn things that are going to help you in, in your um, position at the company you work at. That's a good point, and that's another reason why a uh, board seat is so valuable to your career, what you bring back to your quote-unquote day job here. You know how boards think uh, as you're rising up the corporate ladder. You're going to be dealing with boards <clears throat> yourself. Um, okay, I know what sort of questions they're going to ask. I know what a director's concerns are going to be on this project before I go in and brief them on it. I know because I've been on the other side of the table now and I can see how they think. And you might even uh, learn some important things about management just from the things that their board questions board members ask or things that happen. Exactly. It broadens your uh, horizons in your career. Yeah. And it's important um, when going in here, board search committees, uh, search firms, if the first thing that you have to say is, I, I want to be on a board of directors, that isn't going to really cut it very well. Here's why I'm interested in your specific company's board. You've, done, you've got to have done some homework and research on them. I see the strategic challenges you're facing. I really think it's great that you're acquiring in this area or that you're reaching out with this new product line or you've launched this. I, th I think that was a good idea. I'd like to know more about it for my own career and here are some things I would like to bring 
in the process of being on your board. That's beautiful. I'm just wondering, how do you gain allies and mentors to help you get on a board? Uh, particularly for women, that is important here. Um, one of the reasons and one of the holdbacks for uh, women in expanding the number of boards they're on now and expanding women's representation is because it still tends to be a very self-feeding, who-knows-who kind of field. When a company is facing a board vacancy and looking for someone to come on, most of the time they sort of do a round robin of the uh, members who are already on the board. Well, who do we know who would be good? Who do we know who would be valuable? If you're talking about a board that's 50, 60-something white guys named George, well, guess who else they're serving on board with that they would recommend? Other 50, 60-year-old white guys named George. Uh That's uh, one of the big blocks that women face in getting on boards. They're not asked to join boards right now because they're not already on boards right now, so they're not getting the exposure. So reaching out to directors, uh, finding people who can be a mentor, I tell people uh, who are in a corporate setting uh, looking to uh, gain a board seat, well, how closely do you interact with the board of directors at your own company? Do they know you? Uh, Do they associate you with it? And quite simply, have you gotten to the ask? Have you said, you know, I'm interested in joining a board of directors. Can you give me some advice? Can you give me some tips? Because that puts a light bulb off over those people who are already on the board's heads. Oh, she's talented. She wants to be on a board of directors. Next time a board vacancy comes up on one of their other boards, guess who's going to be uh, front of mind for them? You that's, that's beautiful. And I think it's, it's an area that women need to do some work on is to ask for it. Mm-hmm. And finding mentors among women who are already in that corporate world and are serving on boards, uh, that's even more valuable for women board wannabes than for men. Um, As you're probably familiar, in most major board of uh, director situations now, there's sort of a handful of eminent noted women who are serving on a lot of boards and are on big demand. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's part of the limited scope that limits everything. And it's hard to get your foot in the door, but if one of those women is on your contact list, if she knows you, if she knows of your background and knows of your interest in boards, then she can get your name in and uh, she becomes very valuable. People who are already in boards of directors are in a kind of an odd situation. It's very hard to get that first board seat. Once you do, once you have your foot in the door, you rapidly go from no board offers to more than you can handle, which is uh, another problem uh, companies face today. Their directors can only serve in so many board seats, and it's a lot more restrictive than it was. But if they have you in mind, when they get another offer, they can say, no, I'm sorry, I'm boarded up, but I know her, and she's really good. You should give her a call. That's, that's great. Yeah, in your book, you, you say it's important to get your boss on board. Can you... Tell us what you mean. Why is that important? If you're at a career position where getting on a board is a feasible thing, you've got the career, you've got some time, then you've got the uh, title, 
and you're starting to look at it in most corporate structures, that means that your direct report will be one up step up the ladder ahead of you in this. They are probably already on a board or two. And then they're in the position where, again, um, hey, I'm boarded up, but uh, my direct report, she's really sharp. And it's important to get them on your side, too, because this is obviously a go, no-go situation. If the board, if your uh, direct report boss is not supportive of you diverting your attention outside to serve on another board of directors, it isn't going to happen. So mm-hmm. Making the sale with them is a definite first step in any process. Well, here's... I'm thinking, wow, you could have somebody in your company that's on a board that could help you. How do you find out what boards people might be on that are in your company? Just just walk around asking. How does that work? Uh, Asking is another good way. Um, Getting on Google and checking out people is important. Find out, you know, look at their listing at Forbes or uh, one of the other major directory services. Usually they're pretty thorough in tracking someone's uh, board affiliations. And that can be useful because if you're um, trying to get on a board, just trying to get on a board is less useful than targeting some companies. This is one that matches my skills, uh, matches my background. Uh, I think what they're doing is very interested. I'm going to start prospecting these handful of companies. Uh, oh, they've got somebody on the board who is 70 years old and they have a 72 um, retirement age policy on the board. Someone's going to be rotating off pretty soon. Wouldn't hurt to get in touch with the um, head of that board's nominating or governance committee. Let them know you're interested. Send them your board resume. Uh, so, so many of the people who I talk to who are interested in boards, uh, I say, well, who knows currently that you would like to get on a board of directors? Oh, well, well, I haven't mentioned it to anybody yet. Well, I'm sorry, but then it isn't going to happen. A lot of it comes down to just getting your name out and getting to the ask. Beautiful. We're um, almost out of time, and I'm wondering, if, is there any, any other piece of advice that you would like to leave the women with that are listening to this program? I would just tell them that networking is important uh, for gaining a board seat. For women, it's extremely important for gaining a board seat. Also, I would suggest that they get online and do some prospecting. Uh, one of the big growth areas in recent years has been associations uh, for women directors uh, to help women get on boards. Uh, in my new book, I have a list of them, but uh, groups like Catalyst, 2020 women on boards, uh, women in the boardroom, uh, the 30% coalition. There are a lot of groups springing up that are there to help women network, help them mentor into the board of directors. Uh, try to get onto their list, get familiar with them, and um, get them in your corner. Um, that's, it's just such good advice. And how, how would someone get your, your book, your book, the Board Seekers Guidebook? Is it available on Amazon? It's on uh, Amazon. We have both the print edition and an audio book edition, so you can listen to it while commuting. You know, it's so smart of you to do audio. I can't even tell you how many executives I work with that don't like to read, but will listen to something. That's 
that's really great that you have that available. Oh, one last bit of advice. Here. Yeah. I'll throw this in here. Uh, probably women who are at an executive point in their uh, careers um, that they would make a good board prospect. They're on the call list from executive recruiters a lot. Uh, people calling them with uh, prospects for jobs and things like that. Uh, turn that around on them and say, well, you know, maybe I'm good at my career right now, but I'm very interested in getting on a board of directors. It's amazing how many people don't use that resource. Wow. More board searches particularly for women and diversity candidates are going through headhunting firms now. And uh, the problem is that headhunters don't make a lot of money finding board candidates. They, they find the big money doing VPs and top execs. Uh, board searches are sort of a loss leader thing they do to keep their clients happy. So if the headhunter has your name right in front of them as a good prospect who's interested in the board, everyone wins. They don't have to invest time into chasing someone down. They can say, hey, I just talked to her. Let's give her a call. But wow. you have to, you have, they have to know about you. That is, that is a really incredible piece of advice, and I, I bet most people don't even think of that. Um, well, thank you so much, Ralph Ford, for, for taking the time to do this interview. And your book, again, is the, the New Board Seekers Guidebook, uh, and it's on Amazon. So thank you so much, and um, look forward to talking to you again sometime. Thanks, Sabrina. Really enjoyed it. I appreciate you listening today, and I want to ask you two quick questions. The first question is, did you know that learning to communicate like a leader is one of the secrets to your career advancement? Join me in my next free webinar, December 13th, where you will learn how to communicate like a leader for more impact and influence. We'll address the three top communication skills to improve your influence. Just sign up on the right-hand sidebar on womensleadershipsuccess.com. My second question is, are you highly motivated? Do you want to accelerate your career and leadership now? Then the one-on-one coaching with me is your best choice. I will help you explore the possibilities of who you can become and how to determine your path to a new, exciting, and profitable future. Contact me at sabrina at sabrinabrom.com. Thank you for joining your host, Sabrina Brom, on another Women's Leadership Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can email her at sabrina at sabrinabrom.com. Since 1989, Sabrina and her team have helped hundreds of women managers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs with valuable trainings, articles, books, and executive coaching. For additional tips, interviews, and free access to Great Leaders Today mini-course, visit www.womensleadershipsuccess.com.